0: WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. That's WonderfulPistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, Episode 811 Three Keys to Make Time When You Feel You Don't Have Time by Laura Carter of LauraCarter.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday. Thank you for being here, and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily this is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook. And don't forget, we have five shows where we narrate blogs for you, covering a bunch of different topics. Check them all out by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. Now, I love the topic of this post. I've had patients tell me, patients who are retired, tell me that they don't have enough time to eat right or to exercise or to manage their stress. Let's face it, we could all use that excuse that we don't have time to do these things. But is it really about time or is it all about priorities? Well, let's see. Let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. Three keys to make time when you feel you don't have time by Laura Carter of lauracarter.com. The problem starts with thinking in terms of having time as opposed to making time. We all have the same amount of time in a day, but what we make of that time, how we use that time, is what differentiates us. Have you ever read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey? I read it when it first came out in 1992, and it's as relevant today as it was 26 years ago. One of the habits that stuck with me all these years is my key number one. Key number one, prioritize. In order to make time, you've got to prioritize. Let me ask you something. How do you expect to get the results you want if you're not willing to put what's going to get you those results first? Do you want to feel good in your body? Do you want to be healthy, lose weight? Then make what's going to give you these outcomes a priority. A couple of years ago, I had a client who just had a baby. When she started working with me, she told me that with a young child, she felt that her day was not hers anymore. So, we started brainstorming to see how she could find time. I asked her when she went home to write down everything she was doing during the day, hour by hour. The next time we met, she said, I'm almost embarrassed to show you my notes. Why, I replied. Well, because by doing this exercise, I realized how I get easily distracted. I start on something, then something else catches my attention. So I start on that, and so on. And at the end of my day, I'm left with a lot of things unfinished and feeling discontent. So, in other words, her not having enough time was really her being easily distracted. What's behind your not having enough time? Be honest with yourself. The seven habits of highly effective people talks about prioritizing in terms of what's important and what's urgent. And there are four levels to this. Level one, important and urgent. Level two, important but not urgent, level three, not important but urgent, and level four, neither important nor urgent. Once my client decided that her daughter and her health were both important and urgent, she found that she had more than enough time to care for her daughter and for her own well-being too. Everything else could either wait or she could ask for help. Key number two, get organized. In order to be able to make time, you have got to get organized. I'm not gonna lie to you. To eat healthy, to exercise, and do all the other things that are important in your life takes time. That's why you have to make time. You cannot cut corners. Imagine what would happen if your heart decided to cut corners. What you do to be healthy is as important as what your heart does to keep beating. You cannot leave it to chance. Marilyn, one of my clients, cooks her lunch for the next day every night before going to bed. I never asked her to do that. All I asked her was to prioritize, and then she made the decision that having a delicious home-cooked lunch was a priority. When she eats her food, she feels satisfied, energized, she no longer feels sleepy, she no longer has digestive troubles, and she's in a good mood. Wouldn't she rather sit down on the couch and watch a movie or read a good book or do all the other things that are important to her but not urgent? Of course. But she was clear about what she wanted and how she wanted to feel and that clarity got her motivated. Which brings me to my third key. Key number three, start with the end in mind. To make it worth your time, you have to be able to see it. When you have a goal, start with the end in mind. Get as specific as you can. When I first talk to someone, I like to ask them what is their desired outcome, and to feel what it would feel like once they're there. Close your eyes for a moment, and feel what it would feel like to have that happen. How would you feel physically, emotionally, and spiritually? Describe to me what you would see when you look in a mirror. How would you feel wearing your favorite clothes, going to work, interacting with your coworkers, your friends, and your current or potential partner? What would living your life feel like? It's important to visualize your transformation and keep it in mind because to change implies that you're going to do things that you don't like to do. My friend and creator of the podcast, I Am Healthy Fit, Nori Pounsel says that people often think they're supposed to love everything that is good for them, and when they don't, they give up. Why? Because it makes them uncomfortable. If you want to get unstuck, you have to stop obsessing with loving everything that will help you become the best version of yourself. When you stop worrying about loving everything that's in your best interest, you let go of the expectation that if you don't love it, you can and should stop. If you release this expectation, you will be able to become more consistent, and build your confidence in your ability to accomplish anything you set your mind to. Something magical happens when I take my potential clients through this journey. They see it's possible. Can you see it too? One of my coaches once told me that when you're offering this sort of transformation, you've got to let clients know that they're worthy of it and that they can get to the other side. So here's one last unplanned but super essential tip. You've got to feel worthy of being healthy, feeling lighter, and feeling sexier. It's important that you know or convince yourself that you're worth it. Otherwise, it's never going to become a priority, you'll never get organized, and you'll never feel really motivated. Many folks start by putting the cart before the horses. They start by going on a diet and not eating certain types of food. But the nature of diets is always short-term. You do them for a short while, then you go back to your life. And that's one of the reasons they don't work. In my personal experience and observations, I believe that for permanent success and change, you have to start with making time and making space in your life to achieve your goals. Then, and only then, you can act and you can choose your medium, the how. You just listened to the post titled, Three Keys to Make Time When You Feel You Don't Have Time by Laura Carter of lauracarter.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I so appreciated Laura's point that we all have the same amount of time in a day, but really the key is to prioritize. I've said this on this podcast many times before, but I've had patients and clients tell me to my face, it's easier for you. You have more time than I do. It's easier for you to work out and prepare your meals and plan. I just don't have the same amount of time. And again, we can all make the excuse that we don't have time. I try not to engage in that conversation and argue that, well, I actually have four jobs when I'm not working with you, but I don't go there because it's gonna fall on deaf ears because what'll happen is then they'll just argue with me about how, yeah, I may have four jobs, but they're easy jobs and I don't understand what they're going through on a daily basis and then it just becomes this downward spiral. So instead, I don't engage. Now what I say is, well, what can I do to help you find the time? What can I do to help you make this a priority? And so I completely agree with Lord that it's probably a priority issue, not a time issue. And one of the best ways to make healthy living a priority is kind of just as Lord described. Make a pros and cons list. Think about the end. What will happen if you don't start exercising right now? What will happen in the next few weeks, in the next five years? So if you don't start exercising regularly today or eating more nutritiously today, what's that gonna feel like in five years? What about 10 years? That's one technique I like to use to help people prioritize what's really important in their lives. And oftentimes, these healthy behaviors start to become more of a priority when we think about ourselves long-term, when we visualize ourselves down the line and how maybe our not-so-great habits today are gonna affect us tomorrow. And in fact, I'll leave you with this quote, do something today for which your future self will thank you. And that'll do it for the Monday episode. I hope you have a wonderful start to your week and I will be back here tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother.